He's amused Cam Newton. He's been insulted by Charles Barkley. When some idiot in the press asked him, if you know what you know now, would you have scheduled this game? He's interviewed Matthew McConaughey. I do say go Tarion. And he's taken on Big Blue Nation. As he, he's just completely taken the wind out of my sandwich. <laughs> it's time for The Drive with Josh Graham. Welcome to a Wednesday Drive, WSJS, News Talk Sports for the Triad. Where later this afternoon, WD is going to share his thoughts on a movie he watched for the first time last night. That's the Christmas classic, Elf. Earlier last night, see, WD watched this late night. Earlier in the evening, we were together at the Joel watching Wake Forest take down Duke. And watching the Deeks win by double digits and Steve Forbes not really make much of a big deal about it after the game, it reminded me of the movie Eight Mile. Suffice to say, you haven't seen Eight Mile, Will? Oh, I've seen Eight Mile. Is that right? Yeah. Clarence's parents got a real good marriage. That's right. Oh, that's impressive that you've seen that. So we don't need to add that to the list. So you'll get this reference, and I'm sure the rest of the triad will too. And if you don't, since it's been 20 years since this movie's come out, I don't feel badly spoiling it. But at the end of the movie, Eminem's character's in a rap battle. Clarence's parents have real nice parents that entire deal and without a beat he starts rattling off the ways people have doubted him and he clapped back so thoroughly his competitor Clarence Papa Doc he was boxed out he had nowhere to go gave the mic back that's what Wake Forest did last night that game was for everyone out there who still has doubt whether Steve Forbes is the right guy or has doubt about the direction Wake Hoops is headed in right now. It was validation. It was affirmation that last year wasn't a fluke. We heard it all offseason. Ah, it was just portal luck. Oh, you're not going to get the ACC Player of the Year in the portal again. And Jake LaRavia, oh, you're not going to be able to recreate it. It's not sustainable. Can Forbes develop players? Can you get guys out of high school and... Can you win that type of way? Uh, it was a down ACC. That's why Wake Forest finished in the top five. Heard all of that. Steve Forbes, already this year, has addressed all of those points. In the portal, he did do it again. Ty Appleby, pretty good. Andrew Carr, who was a guest on the show earlier this week, going to be really good. Might be a multi-year player for Wake out of the portal. Davion Bradford from K-State. He was impactful. He was noticeable. Really good player. Really important with Wake's size against Duke last night. It wasn't just the transfers who were leading the way. For all the talk about transfers, Steve Forbes recruited two kids out of the UK last year, high school players, who didn't play a lot last year but developed. Named Matthew Marsh and Cam Hildreth. Nicknamed Bangers and Mash by Forbes last night. He was on one last night. We need to do a special Steve Forbes show. Maybe we could do that later this hour just with the clips that he had last night. Entertaining sound, but both those guys were great. And guess what? They're not transfers. They're second-year players that Forbes recruited out of high school. Turns out he can recruit. Turns out he can win some big games. Wisconsin, if you thought that that was a one-off, a few weeks ago, oh, you know, early in the year, you can get teams. It wasn't. You got Duke, and now you have two quad one wins heading into Christmas. That's more quad ones than, than they had on Selection Sunday earlier this year at the end of last regular season. However, when that was brought up to Forbes, he did take a moment to vent about some of the issues he has with the quad system and his one alleged one quad win on Selection Sunday. Here he was. This is the problem with the quad. You know, how are they going to play from here on out, those teams that you beat? I don't know. I don't coach your team. Like, when we beat Northwestern last year, I thought they were really good. In fact, they had Ryan Young in the game. <laughs> and they had uh, that guy I'm about to go play over there in North, in North Carolina. I can't think of his name. Nance. Pretty good players. It was a heck of a win, but it didn't end up being a quad whatever win. We didn't get a quad win for beating North Carolina. We didn't get a quad win for winning in Virginia. Okay. All right. Okay. Forbes. 
He's so good when he's trying. He would be great in a rap battle. If you want to find an ACC coach I would not want a rap battle against, it'd be Forbes. Okay. That's outstanding. It's like when my general manager approached me and said, hey, tomorrow, can you host your show and also the three-hour morning show? Okay. We're actually doing that. And I'm excited about it. Yeah. I'll be hanging around. I used to, when I was in Colorado, work mornings and getting back in that groove, that should be fun. So make sure you're tuned in to Triad today, tomorrow, 7 to 10. I'm really excited about it. Okay. (laughs) Really excited about this show, too. So here's what we got ahead for Wake Forest. As long as they don't finish with a losing record in the ACC, and you're talking about 20 league games now, and they don't lose their first game in the ACC tournament in Greensboro, lose like they did last year in Brooklyn, this team should get in. The committee messed up last year. That was proven by the way the ACC performed in the tournament. And what Wake Forest did to the national runner-up, beating them by 23, Those, these two wins that they have at Wisconsin and beating Duke, they should hold up. They should be quad ones. And the ACC should be respected more because when they didn't respect the ACC, egg on face for the committee last year. So there are 18 league games left for Wake. you got to finish at least 9-9 nine and nine and don't lose in the ACC tournament. And you should be an NCAA tournament team. This is what I've got to say to anybody who says the ACC is down. Okay. On Twitter, at WSJS Radio, if you want in. There is plenty of football to get to today. 336-777-1600, the phone number two. However, and wherever you're watching or listening or uh, uh, watching on Twitter, YouTube, or Twitch, we really do appreciate that. The football, it's National Signing Day. Never been a big fan of National Signing Day, but we will do our annual National Signing Day spelling bee later on in the show. We'll check in with the Carolina Panthers in about five minutes. But elsewhere in Uptown Charlotte, the North Carolina Tar Heels have Michigan in the Jumpman Invitational tonight. And it's hard to know if something's going to work, like an event's going to work, if it's going to hit, until you actually see it happening. And it's even harder to know if something will become a tradition. There's no good reason why the Jumpman shouldn't be a great success and something we make an annual event here in the state of North Carolina because there isn't a state that loves college basketball more than ours. See, working in the industry I do, it's a small industry. Not a lot of sports talk radio hosts across the country. Not as many as you might think. And so when I talk to others who are in other states, and I tell them how much college basketball we talk about. It makes their head spin. What? what how, you're talking college basketball year-round? Yeah, people love college basketball around here. We could never do that and fill in the blank whatever city you're talking about. There's going to be a sellout crowd in the NBA arena tonight on a Wednesday night, the week of Christmas. That's what they're going to be able to do. And having a showcase in Charlotte, it, it just makes sense. I mean, if you could do it in Brooklyn, why can't you do it in Charlotte? It's a perfect place to hold this type of event. And also, it's Michael Jordan. It's the Jordan brand. The Jumpman. That's a great name. You want to talk about marketing? Find me a better name for a showcase than, oh, we're going to the Jumpman. You don't think the players and coaches are going to want gear? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You get the Jumpman gear. That's cool. Everything MJ touches turns to gold. But Hubert does expect, even though... They're playing Michigan tonight, and Oklahoma and Florida are there as well. Hubert is saying, eh, MJ, eh, you better treat us better than the others. He does have to take care of a number of different uh, programs, but I would like to think that uh, he's more sensitive towards North Carolina and treats us a little bit better. <laughs> Especially, and also added that I got I was his teammate for one year with the Wizards, so um, maybe uh, he could treat us a little bit better. <laughs> That's totally A real laugh. Okay. The awkward Hubert laugh is fantastic. North Carolina should stay connected to this event. The same way Duke's in the Champions Classic and you rotate. Oh, we got Kansas. Oh, we got Kentucky. Oh, we got Michigan State. It should be North Carolina. Okay, next year you got Oklahoma. Or next year you have UCLA. You could could mix them in since they're a jump man school. Or mix in Houston. Kelvin Sampson's obviously having... 
few good years in a row with that program and start rotating him in that way. Because if you're Carolina, you would want to do it because it's right down the road from you. And it's a sellout, and you're probably going to be, it's probably going to feel like a home game tonight for the Tar Heels. But you're talking about Michael Jordan. It's the Jumpman brand. And it's in a state where you can actually sell out an NBA venue the week of Christmas in the middle of the week. So it just makes sense. Can't wait to see what that looks like tonight. Michael Jordan probably going to be out there kissing babies, doing the whole deal. As we mentioned, right down the road from the Jumpman, down there on Mint Street in Uptown Charlotte. That's where the Carolina Panthers are. And that's where Ben McAdoo was speaking today. When Ben McAdoo speaks, we listen. Next. Hey, Triad, this is Rich Eisen. Catch me this evening at 6 for the Rich Eisen Show. Now back to The Drive with Josh Graham. Ben McAdoo has a high bar to meet today. We'll find this sound for you later. But Dabo was asked about NIL at his signing day press conference and said, quote, we built this program on NIL. We really did. We built this program in God's name, image, and likeness. Dabo, dunking on people. So on brand. Dabo, he's never going to give in on NIL. He's never going to give in or give the media what it wants, ever. And that's just, that's a quote you're going to see all over the place. And those who hate Dabo Sweeney, they're going to eat that up. They're going to crush him for it. And those who love Dabo Sweeney, and I love Dabo in terms of how great of a coach he is, ACC, and just for being so unequivocally and unapologetically himself. Mwah! Chef's kiss. It's it's perfect. WD will review the movie Elf, which he watched for the first night, first time in about 15 minutes. Let's get to the Ben McAdoo sound, though, because when the Panthers OC speaks, we listen. His vibe and his presence is so refreshing. WD, I posted this video from Sunday where the Panthers lost to the Steelers, but it was 35, 40 degrees out there. My man Ben McAdoo's coaching in shorts. That's how I used to do it when I was a baseball player. Get it that he's upstairs and all that. But when you look at the forecast this week, you're going to the game on Saturday. I will not be there. We're talking about 25, 29, 30 degrees. It's going to be below freezing. Yeah, somebody said this might end up being the coldest game the Panthers have ever, ever played in. At home. Correct. What percentage chance McAdoo is coaching that game in shorts? I would say 100. That's how I feel, too. Outstanding. Talking about staying on brand. Ben McAdoo doing that. And even after a loss, here's how he greeted the media earlier today. Good morning. How can I help you? Oh, what is it, a fast food restaurant? <laughs> what questions do you have? How yeah. can I help you? You want some fries? Listen here. I got all the answers. <laughs> all the answers you might have. That's true. Well played. How can I help you? <laughs> He's viewing answering questions for the media the way a cashier at Kinko's say, hey, how can I help you? You need some copies? Need some things? Oh, you want a, a a big double burger? How can I help you? <laughs> Such a delightful person. He accidentally told on himself, though, when he was asked about Christmas shopping. Listen. The Christmas shopping, man, we had a little secret. We were in the middle of a secret Santa deal at the house right now. So, uh, you know, thank God I have some... Uh, Morgan Fleming does a great job here, so hope my wife's not watching this now, but she's helped me out quite a bit. She uh, does a great job upstairs for us, so we're doing that. Come on! You don't have the assistant buy your wife something for Christmas then to say that the assistant did that for you. That's true. Well played. Come on! Here's what it sounded like when... McAdoo 
ask the assistant for some help with Christmas shopping. Can I help you? That's what she said. Great helper. There's no way his wife doesn't figure that out, right? No shot. <laughs> no. Somebody's going to hear this and say, hey, you know, uh, you know, Coach McAdoo just said that he had his assistant buy you your Christmas present. That's true. Well played. But then McAdoo had a plea to you, the sports fan, on this holiday season. The Christmas shopping, man, we had a little secret. So we were in the middle of We adopted a family. I think anyone is sitting at home that can do that. That's a great cause out there. There are people that can use some help. So that's uh, it's always good to, to give to pay it for. You can never really pay anybody back for the blessings you've been given, but you can always pay it forward. Thinking Makes ahead. Think. Makes you think. That's true. Well played. He's philosophical. He's profound. He's always willing to help. However you need help, he's here for you. That's true. Well played. How can I help you? Ben McAdoo. How about you just run the ball a little bit? How can I help you? Maybe mix in some third down conversions. How can I help you? That'd be great. There's this perception that last night was not a good night for the ACC because the two highest-ranked teams in the league, Virginia and Duke, both lost. Wake Forest beating the Blue Devils and Winston-Salem, of course, and Virginia falling against Miami in a matchup of ranked teams in the ACC, something that had not happened before last night for 22 months. I look at it differently. Virginia and Duke is going to be fine. They're going to be fine when March arrives. They've earned the benefit of the doubt. They've already got great non-conference wins. They're going to be ranked pretty high. They're going to be ranked at the end of the year. Really good teams. One, two, potentially three seed. That's what you're talking about for Virginia and Duke. Regardless, rest of the way, that's what they're going to be. Can't say that about Miami or Wake Forest. But I do know, because of what I just said a second ago, that those wins against Duke and Virginia, they're going to hold up as quad one wins. And it makes me feel like that there will be at least five ACC teams that get into the tournament. I cannot see a doomsday scenario where fewer than five teams get in. And that number is just continuing to grow. Wake Forest, if they don't have a lose... If Wake Forest goes 10-10 and 10 in the ACC, they should still get in with the out-of-conference schedule that they played. That's what we're talking about. So 9-9, nine and nine, that's what they need to go. And, and Miami, too, who's already 11-1 on the season. They got that win, which is a really big one, against Virginia. And give Pittsburgh some credit, too. Pittsburgh went on the road and beat Syracuse in the Dome with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and company sitting courtside. And the Pitt Panthers, they're 9-4. and four, And they have three high-quality road wins. High-major road wins. They went to Northwestern and won by nearly 30. They went to Raleigh and beat NC State with a great second half. They almost beat Vanderbilt and Jerry Stackhouse. They lost that game by a point. And that was in Nashville. Then they go into Syracuse and get a win. Credit to Jeff Capel, who everybody wrote off. Oh, this could be one of the two worst teams in the ACC, if not the worst. Dealing with stuff off the court. Guys transferring out. Dead man walking. Oh, that's a bad situation. And maybe things don't work out for Jeff Capel. Still. But they've they've caught my attention. Great start to the season at 9-4. and four. It was a great night for the ACC. Don't get it twisted. WD watched Dell for the first time. He'll tell us about it. Plus, I've got a surprise for WD he does not know about. Next on The Drive. You're on The Drive with Josh Trail. W-S-J-S. WD's procured some Steve Forbes sound 
from last night that is outstanding that we'll get into in what we call the Steve Forbes Show in about 15 minutes after Wake Forest's win over Duke last night. WD, before we play at the movies where you watched Elf last night, I've got a surprise for you. But you need to go and get it. It's right behind the chair on the other side of your laptop, or not the laptop, but of your desktop right in front of you. It's on the other side of the room that you need to grab there. Had Uh it hidden there all day today. It is your Christmas present that you can open up right now Don't know how long this is going to take, if WD is an efficient gift opener or not, but open that bad boy up. We're streaming video here on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. I'm sure everybody can see this. The gift that keeps on giving, it is a box. Uh Now, what's in the box? What's in the box? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I know what this is. It's one of those movie posters where you can like scratch off and like pick a new movie, and I've probably seen like none of them. Right? Well, yes, it's one of those posters that have a hundred movies on them. Yeah. Some of the best movies ever, including some that I'm sure we've made you watch thus far, that have a ton of movies, but you have to scratch it off once oh, yeah. you've seen the movie. Figured that would be a really good gift for you. Everybody hear the sound for dramatic effect? Let me know the first time you see a movie that you've already seen on there. All right, we'll start. Just list off some of the movies at the top. (laughs) Shawshank Redemption. I actually have seen that. Okay. I watched it in a class one time. Wasn't paying attention, but it was on. Then you get to scratch that off. All right. Godfather. Seen that one. The Dark Knight. Haven't seen The Dark Knight. What? <laughs> we'll get to this. You know what? You and I are doing a show tomorrow morning, 7 to we 10. We are. So scratch off the movies that you've seen on that. All right. And then we'll revisit trying to figure out what movie you need to watch next week on tomorrow's Triad Today as we're filling in for Jeffrey. Thanks for that, buddy. You're very welcome. Merry Christmas. Now let's use that as a segue. To the movie we made you watch last night after Duke Wake Forest, and that's Elf. Unless you're talking about Star Wars. Obi-Wan has taught you well. Movies aren't exactly Will's thing. I don't get it. You uncultured swine! But that's about to change because Josh can't stand it anymore. This is At The Movies with Will Dalton. You cotton-headed ninny muggins! <laughs> For those who are uninitiated, we asked WD what he liked, what he didn't like, his favorite quote, and to try and guess what the score was on Rotten Tomatoes. If he's within five, we think that's impressive. If not, well, it's a failure for him. Let's get started with what you liked about Elf, a movie that has aged really well, I felt. And next year, or I guess next week, will be close to 20 years old. Came out in 2003. 2023 is just about in a week and a half. I have a few parts that I like. Okay, what'd you like about the uh, movie? The Santa scene. You Which Santa a, You sit on a throne of lies. Oh, the fake Santa scene. The fake Santa scene. Yeah. You stink of beef and cheese. Do you like watching awkward situations on movies? Or do you hide behind the person that you're oh, I don't watching hide. it with like I do? See, I don't feel awkward about things. Like, I just watch it unfold. I do. It gets me every time. Yeah. I'm the guy who can't look when things are incredibly awkward. Oh. And this movie... See, I would feel like you would thrive in those situations. In real life, I do. But yeah. But when I watch... Because I'm in control of those situations. <laughs> Yeah. But I don't like watching people. Yeah, you might be the one making it awkward. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. What else did you like? Uh, so an actor from Game of Thrones that I really like, Peter, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. Peter uh, Dinklage. I 
I actually had written down guessing what you were going to say. And I oh, thought. Oh, that's a fun game we could play. I thought Peter Dinklage's cameo was going to be the number one thing. Absolutely. That you said as a huge Game of Thrones fan, watching him appear and then talk about how much action he gets in a week. Yeah. That, yeah, I have that written down. The plasma screen flex. Like, that just shows you how old this movie is. 20 years. Plasma screen. I got 70 inch plasma screens and three or four different. Beach vacation homes. I didn't know you had elves working here. He sprints across the table and beats the crap out of him. Did reindeer? Did, did Rudolph? Did, did you ride a reindeer? Uh, as a baseball player, I appreciated the snowball scene because that throw on the run that Buddy made that nearly sidearm si- throw on the run. Because I mean that's real. That that, that that play on the run. That's how it's done, and it was textbook sidearm. Beautiful. Great, great work for me. Rewatching this movie for about the tenth time, I don't think when you watch it as a Will Ferrell movie, I don't think it's a great Will Ferrell movie. Step Brothers is a great Will Ferrell movie, Anchorman, many of those. But if you watch it as a Jimmy Con movie, a James Con movie, The Dad, it's a great James Con movie, and I think he actually, I think it is his movie. The movie really is about him. We get that he's on the poster, Will Ferrell, Elf, the whole deal. But the movie's actually about James Caan and how Will Ferrell came back into his life and that James Caan realized family is more important. If you watch it as a James Caan movie, I think it's actually more enjoyable that way. And I didn't realize how self-aware this movie was with like the old claymation snowman from the old... Yeah, you have past characters and other movies that are in this and you know some of the ways it specifically talks to some of the Scrooges the anti-Christmas folks and it was a really really fun rewatch what did you not like about Elf I didn't care for Jovi's character at first I didn't like the way she treated Zoe Deschanel Zoe Deschanel the blonde doesn't work for her in my opinion I don't think she's ever done blonde in any other movie. I don't either. I, it didn't didn't do it for me. Right. It does make her seem weirder, though, for some reason. It does. She's already a weird person. Maybe it's more believable that she would fall in love with Will Ferrell's character. And that's that was the takeaway I got from that. Speaking of her character, if you want to talk about something maybe I didn't like that didn't age great... Maybe choose a different song Zoe Deschanel is singing when Will Ferrell creeps up in the bathroom. Maybe not. It's a little what bit was she on the again? nose. Uh, she was singing, Baby, It's Cold Outside. <laughs> Maybe choose a different one. And you might be thinking, okay, Josh, find another Christmas song where you could do a duet. Yeah. Good point, but it's a little bit on the nose where Will Ferrell is unbeknownst to him doing a creepy thing. And you're singing the creepiest Christmas song where she's just trying to get away, dude. Just let her go. Stop trying to convince her to stay in your house. Yeah, that is a creepy just, song just when you think about it. let that. Let her go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just maybe choose a different song. Best quote. I already said beef and cheese, um, so I have two written down here. You have such a pretty face. You should be on a Christmas card. Great compliment. Fellas, and- write that one down. And then, my finger has a heartbeat. That one made me laugh out loud. When he gets the shot, prick, or whatever it was. Mine and the guy directing the movie was the uh, doctor, John Favreau, who you remember from Swingers. I remember him from directing Star Wars, but go ahead. I have some subtle quotes, things I wrote down that just made me really chuckle out loud, throw away lines like, when he's on the phone with his dad. And he's like, so good news, I saw a dog today. <laughs> or when he answers Jimmy Khan's phone, Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? And it's hard to get better than, I'm a cotton-headed ninny mug- muggins. Yeah, he ate cotton balls. Yeah. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is Singing loud for all to hear. That it is. Give me your audience score prediction from Rotten Tomatoes for Elf. 
I feel like this thing re- did really good. I, I'm going to go a 95. Really well? Grammar oh, police. 79%. 79. 79. And that's been at the movies with the WD. 79? Believe it. Wow. Sad news in the NFL today. The great Franco Harris passed away at 72 years old. And a lot like the timing last week where, or last year, of John Madden's passing where he passed right around the holidays, right before they were about to do this big special documentary paying tribute to him. The timing of Franco's passing is unfortunate because the Steelers were set to host the Raiders this Saturday on the 50-year anniversary of the Immaculate Reception and they were going to honor Franco Harris on Saturday, this week. This is the week of the 50-year anniversary of that play that might be, I'd venture to say it is, the most iconic play in the history of the NFL. It's got a name, and an organization that's won as many Super Bowls as Pittsburgh has, as the staple franchise, benchmark franchise. It's hard, it's not hard to wonder that if that catch is not made in December of 72 by Franco Harris grabbing it off the deflection of the Terry Bradshaw throw, and he doesn't score there, and they don't win the Super Bowl that year. Does this, does this era of Steelers football did that era hap- does it happen the same way? Are the Steelers who they are today without that? Franco Harris, the Italian stallion, passed away today at 72 years old. It's the drive with Josh Graham, WSJS. Wake Forest is catching the Blue Devils at a really good time, and I'm actually calling for the upset here. Tonight is the first true road game for now three of Duke's freshmen. And for many of these Duke players, they've never been in the Lawrence Joel Veterans Memorial Coliseum before. And Monsanto does run. He throws the lob. The lob. Marsh again. Monsanto, of course. When you... Look at these two lineups side by side. The Deeks are actually bigger than Duke is. So I do see a good opportunity for Wake tonight. I'm going for the upset. 81-70, the final win for Steve Forbes in year three at Wake. His first win over an AP top 25 team. Nailed it. Had about a half dozen people that walked up to me before the game last night and said, Heard you pick the Deeks. I don't know, man. And then walked into the tunnel after the game, and Mitt Shaw gave me knuckles and said, you were spot on. Appreciate it, Mitt. Now it's time for us. We'll get back to basketball in just a little bit. Now it's time for a segment we do every year. It's become a tradition on this show, but we're adding a wrinkle to it called the National Signing Day Spelling Bee, where rather than try to break down these recruits, like so many do and so many do poorly because you can't possibly know how good these players are going to be or whether or not your classes are actually worth anything until a few years down the line, we just tried to spell the names of some of these players and introduce you to some of the players that are going to be playing for perhaps your favorite team. And the wrinkle we're adding... We're going to have someone in the audience compete with WD to try and spell these names. And it's Dave and Clemens who's going to be the competitor with Will. Dave, third, fourth, fifth grade, did you ever do well when it came to spelling? What's up, JG? Yeah, yeah, I can hang in there. I was always got to the final two or three of the spelling bee. Okay, so 
We'll see how it goes. WD, you told me you think you're a pretty good speller. I was back in the day. I, I did a spelling bee or two. And just for your effort, you've got tickets to WWE's holiday tour visit to the Greensboro Coliseum one week from tonight. Let's see how you do. Dave, are you ready to go? I'm ready. Let's go. Here is your first name. And these are completely random, by the way. I didn't. These are just ones I pulled out. So don't think that there are any real tricks here. I just These are just the ones that I pulled out at random out of a bowl. App State cornerback DJ Porter. First off, I think I hear the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire music. Oh, you do. In the background. I like it. DJ Porter. DJ P O R T E R. That is correct. A corner from App State, three star player from Georgia. DJ Porter, you're off to a good start. <sighs> WD, are you ready for yours? I'm ready. NC State Junior College transfer, Jikevius oh, Hibbler. What, the, what is this? What, what it's was completely the, random. Oh, yeah. Jikevius <laughs> Hibbler. Can you remember the name? Which Let's spell it. Oh. This might help you. He's from Northwest Mississippi Community College. He's an edge on defense. That doesn't give me anything. Jikevius Hibbler. <laughs> G. I. K. E V I U S. What was the last name again? Hibbler. Hibbler. H I B B L E R. No. That is J Y K E V E O U S H I B B L E R. That is incorrect. Next one for David Clemens. Let me pull one out at random here, real quick. Ready. North Carolina corner, Ty Adams. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I got this. T-Y. You said Adams, right? Yeah, Ty Adams. A-D-A-M-S. That's correct. Let's go. Good work. You really good speller. Yeah. All right. Let me see what we got here for Will. It's Stanchi. Right I'm here. sure. It, I mean, it can't get much more difficult than that last one. Oh, let's try another one from NC State. Abadia Abusui. <laughs> NC State. Yeah, it's just another from Abad NC State. Ab Abadia Obasui. Get the language of origin, WD. I don't know. I can't hear the name without laughing. Yeah, it's just at random. All right. Obadia Obasui. O B. E D I A <laughs> O B E S U I E. That's incorrect. O B I D I A H O B A S U Y I. You're struggling a little bit. Just a bit. It's playing offensive tackle for NC State. Next one. This is the last one I've got for Dave and Clements. I think Dave's already won it. Two zip. I don't I don't think that Will can cover behind, but we'll see if there's the clean sweep here. Let me just pull one at random real quick. NCANT athlete Kevin White. All right, if I get all these right, I want to do my best wrestling impersonation at the end. Kevin White, K-E-V-I-N-W-H-I-T-E. All right, let me. That is correct. Surprise give me your, go give Arch me your wrestling. Give me your wrestling impression. Arch Manning would have been next. Hmm. Let me tell you something, Josh Graham. How about those Wake Forest Demon Deacons last night? Oh yeah, I'm the Macho Man. You know it's a great impression if you have to say who you are at the end of it. Dave and Clemens, <laughs> stick to spelling. You uh, you went three and zero. You know, just for fun, I got one more for Will here. <laughs> Maybe just go to ECU. Pirates, that can't be that hard. How about uh, Kamori McKinley? Hmm. That's your last name. Kamori McKinley. He's a safety from Lakeland, Florida. K-E-M-O-R-I-M-C-K-I-N-L-E-Y. No. K-A-M... A-U-R-R-I 
M-C-K-I-N-L-E-Y. Tough draw sometimes, WD. Yeah. This happens. Uh, your winner is Dave in Clemens. You're going to WWE's holiday tour next week, a week from tonight in Greensboro. A Merry Christmas to you. Got anything to say on the way out? Rig, that's what. Yeah, first first off, shout out to WD holding it down on the ones and twos, man. You've been a great addition to the show. JG, Merry Christmas to you and your family. I've been rocking with you, what, this is the fourth or fifth Christmas now you've been in the triad? Five Christmases, yeah. Five Christmases, man. I take you everywhere I go. I, I tell people I was in Vegas playing in the WSOP this summer, out there for a month. I had your show on every single day out there, man. You don't know what you mean to this area, to me, to our family. Thank you for bringing a great show to the uh, to the Triad area. And Thank we look forward to doing it again in 2023. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you and congratulations. That's Dave and Clemens Appreciate winning it, our National Signing Day Spelling Bee. That was the most fair thing I ever took part in there. Heard you said it was rigged. That's not healthy yeah. in a democracy. <laughs> To say that something could think it's a uh, is rigged. dictatorship and not a democracy. <laughs> this radio show? Sometimes. It's just the way it is. Yeah. The cookie crumbles sometimes and it doesn't break your way. I mean, you could have gotten some ones that here are some actual names that didn't make the cut that were pretty close. Mm. Dude person from Arkansas State. Dude person. He's a dude and he's a person. Rowdy Beers. FIU. Rowdy Beers. And Hans Hammer. I like that one. Virginia Tech O-Lyman. That sounds like somebody that would say, place at the table. Hans Hammer. Yeah. Don't forget that tomorrow we will be... Working double duty because we're not live on Friday. That's when we're observing Christmas. I also don't think we're on Monday live either. We'll have it's that live But tomorrow, to make up for the fact we're not going to be live on Friday, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., I will be filling in for Jeffrey Griffin. John Curry, Wake AD, is going to join us during the show. And then I'll be on in the afternoon as well. So on your drive in, you can listen. On your drive home. You can catch us, too. That was fun. I enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah, buddy. You were pretty close on a few of those. Thought I might be. Can't wait to follow Obadiah Obusui, Obasui at NC State and Jacavius Hibbler. Excited to follow those guys. And Dave, sometimes you just run into a ringer, man. Yeah. Like DJ Porter and... Ty Adams and Kevin White, that's That's the way it goes. I mean, you could have spelled Kevin, K-E-V-Y-N. Never met anybody on this planet that would do that, but hey. Kevin Adams, former Carolina Hurricanes great. Go Canes. He once spelled his name. (laughs) Ty could have been (laughs) T-I or... DJ could have been D-E-E-J-A-Y, like DJ Dallas for the Seattle Seahawks. Good, good, on, good on Dave maneuvering good game, Dave. through all those challenges. Good game. And really nice things he had to say there at the end. That's appreciated. In T-minus 90 minutes, North Carolina will be facing Michigan in the Jumpman Invitational. What a great name, the Jumpman. Hope it's something that becomes a thing. This is the first time it's happened. You also got Florida and Oklahoma that are there. Hope this is a thing that becomes a condition, becomes a tradition moving forward. And the guy that is best to talk to at a time like this is BDOT, who normally would be in studio with us. But since his Tar Heels are in action tonight 
and he's known to do some in-arena hosting for the Charlotte Hornets, for the Greensboro Swarm here in the Triad, and of course for the North Carolina Tar Heels as the sixth man of Carolina basketball. We're cool with just visiting on him or visiting with him on Zoom here the week of Christmas. B dot. What what are you expecting from both the crowd at Spectrum Center and from your team tonight? Um, little home court advantage, little home cooking from that um Charlotte crowd tonight. Got a lot of folks wearing that Carolina blue. That's gonna be in the area. It was evident last night um, when they were in there cheering on the Lady Tar Heels, even though they weren't victorious against Michigan. That Michigan females team is super super long, but um, you know we'll get it together. But Tonight, I'm expecting some dominance, man. I'm expecting to build on that trip to Madison Square Garden. That was a very, very, very productive trip. I think it gave the boys a lot of confidence, especially like R.J. Davis and Tyler Nickel. I think they show very well. Of course, Armando, Armando, who's willing to absolutely die for this university. You understand what I'm saying to you? Would lay his life on the line. I'm expecting him to come out and play like that. I got a chance to see um, Coach HD um, a couple days ago because you can't see me right now, Josh, but my boy WD can see me, and he can see that I'm wearing right now my NIL deal. Um, well, not my NIL deal, but Deja Kelly has an NIL deal with some headphones. I saw she gave you that. a pair for Christmas. Yeah, man. Yeah, so these are those, you know. And, um, you know, I saw HD while I was picking up that package, man, and he was just telling me how awesome the crowd was in uh, Madison Square Garden. And I had told him, I was like, I was always told that Madison Square Garden was Duke North. And he said, nah, nah, New York is Carolina country. And when they come up there, they really, really, really show out. And especially, um, I was talking to, got a chance to talk to Hoots real quick. And he was like, you know, the fans of Hubert Davis, when he played for the Knicks, they're coming to support. Then you got the Carolina family that's all over the country, especially in that New York area. They're coming to support. So it was like a home court game for them in Madison Square Garden. And I'm hoping that we can replicate that tonight in the Spectrum Center. You don't have any beef with me right now, right? Why would I have beef with you? Just checking. Every week, it always seems to be something, some nonsense, to use one of your words, that uh, that comes out of my mouth, that you just harbor against me, and it comes out. You're almost like my wife, in a sense, where something might be said, and then months later, like it comes out. Well, much like your wife, um, we love you in spite of. So, you know, there's <laughs> that. But... <laughs> Um, no, actually, I'm here to console you today, Josh. Are you okay? Like, we know on your left cheek, you have a Duke tattoo, and on your right cheek, you have a Virginia Cavaliers tattoo. You Come married on. in. You were all sold in. Both of those teams losing last night. Um, like, right uh, right below your navel, there's a Wake Forest Demon Deacons tattoo. So, I don't know. Are you happy that Wake Forest won? Are you disappointed that Duke lost? Are you sick that Virginia lost to Miami? Where are you today? B-Dot, you know what I'm a fan of. What am I a fan of? Being right. <laughs> yeah. Picked Wake Forest to win yesterday. So, yeah, I'm happy that Wake Forest won. And uh, I'm actually happy because it was a great night for the ACC. D- Duke and Virginia is going to be fine. They're going to be okay. Miami and Wake, those are teams that might be on the bubble if the ACC's air quote narrative isn't as great as, you know, as some want it to be, or if people knock the league's reputation again, those wins that Wake has against Duke and Wisconsin are going to age well. And, uh, you know, for Miami, they're 11-1 and now, and they have that win against Virginia, which is going to age well too. So overall, really good night for the ACC. Are you ready to play grammar school? Always. Let's do it. Josh Graham has his own way of speaking. In high school, he didn't play sports, but he did wear a helmet. And just when you think it can't get any worse. My English teacher wanted to flunk me in junior high. Thanks a lot. Next semester, I'll be 35. Josh is going to attempt to learn B-Dot's vernacular. I'm from the old school. I got a street knowledge. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's time for B-Dot's Grammar School, presented by Heritage Hardwood Floors. When it comes to flooring, they have no ceiling. Don't forget that part, Doc. Absolutely. They have no ceiling. Heritage Hardwood Floors. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Thank you, Heritage Hardwood Floors, HHF, for holding us down in today's episode of Grammar School. If this is your first time listening, it's very, very simple. 
I have three, usually I have three words or phrases. Today we're doing a special finish the sentence. Oh no. Now the phrases that I have today are phrases and I'm interested to know, are they just universally in the urban household? Or could they have some caucastic capabilities as well? We'll find out shortly. I have three of them. Josh has to get two correct to get a satisfactory grade and move forward. Now, this is season two. So Josh likes to kick it off with a caucastic word first. And if you would like to be a lifeline for Josh Graham, please call 336-777-1600. Josh, what is your caucastic word first? I remember you stumped me not too long ago, Dot, when I asked you, or when you asked me about, you just said the names of some characters in a movie, and you asked which actor played them, and I had not seen any of Tupac's movies at that point, so I didn't know about Birdie. I didn't know about his other roles as well. So I figured not doing exactly that right now, we were talking earlier in the show about Eight Mile, a movie that WD has seen, believe it or not, and is about wow. 20 years old now. Yeah, I was shocked by that, too. Can you tell me the name of Eminem's character in Eight Mile? Oh, rabbit. There's a letter. Blank oh, rabbit. Be rabbit. Yeah. rabbit. There it is. There it is. Yeah, there yeah, it yeah, is. yeah, 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 yeah. B Rabbit. I was close. I was a little nervous. Not Why to be confused. B Rabbit. Huh? Why was his name B Rabbit? The, the movie I haven't seen it in so long. I'm I'm drawing a blank. There was a reason. I forget why specifically as well. Haven't watched that movie in forever, but we were referencing it earlier today. Thought I would ask you that. To kick it off, Josh, I want you to get a check in the positive column first. I think I may have used this before. I'm not 100% sure. So if I have, it's advantage for you. But this is heavily used amongst females. You fill in the blank or finish the sentence. We come together blank. We leave together. There we go. Okay, so I have given you that one before. I can tell by you how swiftly you answered well, that that I had given you that one I before. think I also got it right before, too. I I knew that one. That is not specifically okay. Afrocentric or, or or even urban. That's... that's Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's just gender-based. That's just gender-based. That's just females across the board. Yeah, we come together, we leave together for sure. Okay. Up next. A parent will say, I brought you in this world, <laughs> fill in the blank. I brought you in this world, blank. 336-777-1600. I've got it if you, want, if you want a lifeline. I'm surprised you don't know this. I think I know the answer to it. I would hope so. Well, don't be so condescending about it. Oh, okay. That right. People, I'm going that next time. I, I'll remember that next time it's I haven't watched a movie, thing. Josh. <laughs> He's, you see that seeping out of him? That anger, that That's resentment. Fair. He's That's still fair. mad that he lost the National Signing Day spelling bee last hour. We had a caller come in that went three for three, and WD went 0 and 3. Well, tell him the names you gave Ooh. me versus him. What do you mean? It was random. He got good three. Point. Nah, good point. <clears throat> like... Sometimes you get the luck of the draw, like our listener who got DJ Porter, Ty Adams, and Kevin White. And sometimes you draw, Ji- sometimes you draw Jikevius, Hibbler, Obadiah, Obasui, and uh, Kamari McKinley. See what he does to me. <laughs> yeah. Just get. Sometimes horrible. you. Sometimes you just. You get the bad end of the draw. Sometimes. What was the question Josh, again? You could hardly read those names. You could hardly read the names. Okay. The question is. You fill in the blank or finish the sentence. I brought you in this world blank. I can take you out. There's no can in there, but I'll give it to you. I'll give it yeah, to you. Yeah, I brought you in this world. I can take you out of it is what I thought it was. Well, it's, I, I brought you in this world. I'll take you out. That's the phrase. I brought you in this world. I'll take you out. Not I can. 
I will. Why I'll will? You out Why there. will rather yeah. than can? Yeah. I thought it was can. Nah, because now nah, can means I have the option. Will means I will do it. Like 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 Armando, I will die for this school. Armando. Not I can die for this school. Yes, you can, but will you though? Am I the only one that rolled my eyes when he said that? Yes. No. Yeah, I roll I rolled <laughs> no, my no. I rolled my eyes hard. Oh yeah. You're just gonna go die out here on the floor now? That's what you're gonna do? Fired me. For the laundry. It was the best it fired me up, man. It was the best sound bite of the year so far, man. I loved it. I loved it. Especially coming down 14 points in Madison Square Garden, man. Come on. The only sound bite that was right. better than that was Dabo Sweeney talking about NIL. I don't know if you heard that today. Have you seen this I on did. social media? Oh, so I've been asleep all day. So we could surprise him, WD. It is National Signing Day. Can we play this sound for B dot? Do we have that capability? Okay. So to set it up, Dabo, the big talk in nat in, in in college football circles has been nil. What is Arch Manning making? Drake May, what's he been offered? And Dabo mm. hasn't really been keen on the transfer portal and NIL so much. So, of course, you have reporters that do not like Dabo asking him questions, trying to get him to say something or admit that NIL is the way to go or whatever, or admit he was wrong. And this is what Dabo had to say when it came to NIL. Thinking through it, and I honestly, I mean, for me, we, we built this program on NIL. We really did. And, and I... It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. We, we built this program uh, in God's name, image, and likeness. And that's how I look at it. So <laughs> so to repeat, they built the program, BDOT, on NIL, but they built it on God's name, image, and likeness. That's that's <laughs> the program. That that's, that's, the, that's what Dabo says. Yeah. Man, people love throwing God up there, man, all the time. Deion Sanders, God told me to save HBCUs. And then, but wait a minute, God told me to go to Boulder, Colorado. Like, y'all stop playing with my God, man. Mm -mm -mm. Find somebody else to do it. I'm sick of it. Uh, uh, well, we got one more to go here. What do we got? We do. You finished the sentence, Josh Graham. Every parent used to tell you this. Stop crying before I. Stop crying. Before I, I think my mom might have told me this, but it might be mm. something different. See, mm. when I got punished as a kid, we had like a like a stick, like like a. It wasn't exactly. It's somewhere between a paddle and a stick. It's not a twig. It's not a somewhere between those two, but it was firm enough that you would you could draw on it. And my parents were so you know, savage, that they had us draw, like, frowny faces on this thing and called it Mr. Stick. That is savage. <laughs> yeah. So go get That's go get, go get Mr. Stick. Psychological warfare. <laughs> I grew up in the South, man. Southern mom. Same. It. She, says, yeah. she says ambulance and alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah. I love yeah. my mom. Yeah. I okay. love your mom. Easy now. What was the beginning of that again? <laughs> no, that's not. I know. I met him. I love your mom because I. Man, shut up. Okay, stop crying before I. What? Is it not whip your behind? No, that is incorrect. No. Before I come over there. Before I give you something to oh. cry for. Josh, you should have used me. Hold one sec. You, you just trampled over him. What did he say? Before I give you something to cry about. Oh. Yeah. Darn. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Josh. As a bonus, what does a hard head make? Hard head makes. There's some slam in here that is going to infer getting your head smacked or something. What is it? A hard head makes a, do you know wait, do you know this WD? I might, but I'm not hundred percent sure what on would, this one. Well just say it. What would you say? A hard head makes a what? Hard decisions? No. No, you goofball. A hard head makes a soft ass, Josh. That's what it uh, does. 
Gotcha. Okay. That's pretty yeah. good. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. All right, we'll take it to the house in just a bit. <laughs> hey, we're going to get more BDOT action tomorrow morning. Uh, we're having an all-star lineup on the show. All of our all of our regulars, Hayes, Darren, uh, and yourself, going to be on the show tomorrow. So thanks for doing that, buddy. Hilarious. You enjoy the basketball tonight. No, we'll hilarious. get the recap at tomorrow. Absolutely, bro. I'll be there. What was hilarious? Just hilarious that all of us are going to be on the show in the morning tomorrow. That's going to be hilarious. That is. It's like a variety show in the morning on WSJS. I'm here for it. That's what it is. All right. Thanks for the time. Have fun tonight, Dot. Will do.